Hello, my name is Laura Merriman, and today I'll be discussing some research that was conducted at the University of Illinois Swine Research Farm. The title for today's presentation is The Effect of Microbial Phytase on the Apparent and Standardized Total Tract Digestibility of Calcium in Feed Ingredients of Animal Origin Fed to Growing Pigs. The outline for this presentation is as follows. I'll first begin with the introduction on the digestibility of calcium in feed ingredients and the use of microbial phytase in feed ingredients of animal origin. I will then state the objective of the experiment, provide you with the materials and methods, and then state the results for the digestibility of calcium and phosphorus in the ingredients of animal origin and the effect of adding microbial phytase. I will then leave you with some conclusions and take-home messages. The current version of the NRC comes to us from 2012 and provides us some requirements for calcium and phosphorus. Across the top row, we have the body weight expressed in kilograms. I have shown here the requirements for the smallest pig at 7 to 11 kilograms, up to the finishing pig at 100 to 135 kilogram body weight. The requirements for phosphorus are expressed on a total phosphorus basis, as well as the standardized total tract digestible phosphorus, which is a more accurate depiction of the pig's requirements. You can see that the requirements for total phosphorus and standardized total tract digestible phosphorus are reduced as the body weight of the pig increases. However, when it comes to calcium, the requirements provided by the NRC are only available on a total calcium basis. But we observe a similar pattern from phosphorus that requirements decrease as the body weight of the pig increases. These total calcium requirements were computed using a ratio of total calcium to standardized total tract digestible phosphorus at 2.15 to 1. It was stated that the NRC would have preferred a ratio that would have been between digestible calcium and digestible phosphorus. However, due to a lack of data, that was not possible. In order to calculate diets on a digestible basis, it is essential that the digestibility of calcium be estimated in ingredients. Some work has already been conducted to determine the digestibility of calcium in feed ingredients, and I will present all of the available data at this time. First, I will present the digestibility of calcium in plant ingredients. I will first set up the slide, which will be the same format as subsequent slides. Across the top row, we have calcium expressed as total calcium in the ingredient. Then we have the apparent total tract digestibility of calcium and the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium in that feed ingredient. For the plant ingredients, which I have highlighted in green, I have corn, canola meal, and soybean meal. And again, these are the only values available to us in the literature. And the calcium concentration in these ingredients is quite low. We have 0.02 in corn, 0.69 in canola meal, and 0.35% in soybean meal we see that the digestibility of calcium is quite low in these plant ingredients. The digestibility of calcium on a parent basis is between 35 and 49%. However, when we look at the standardized total tract digestibility, we only have canola meal values available, and that was at 49%. Now, keep in mind that canola meal and soybean meal contain relatively high concentrations of calcium compared with other plant ingredients. And also keep in mind that soybean meal may have a variable concentration of calcium as some include limestone in the soybean meal to increase the flowability of that product. Now in the bottom half of this table in white, we have the inorganic supplements. 
we can see that the concentration of these ingredients is much higher. We have dicalcium phosphate, monocalcium phosphate, and limestone, and the calcium concentration is between 17 and 36% in these ingredients. The digestibility of calcium is also much higher in these ingredients, between 72 and 83% on apparent digestibility of calcium, and then 78 to 86% for standardized total tract digestibility of calcium. Now I've represented in blue the feed ingredients of animal origin. Now keep in mind, this is all the available data that we have on these ingredients. Our current data, we have fish meal, meat and bone meal, and meat meal. And the calcium concentrations in these ingredients are intermediate between those plant ingredients and the inorganic supplements. And they contain between 4% and 11% calcium. The digestibility of calcium in these feed ingredients of animal origin are quite high, between 53 and 81% on apparent total tract digestibility terms. However, we only have standardized total tract digestibility of calcium for fish meal at 76%. The other component of this is how microbial phytase may impact the digestibility of calcium in these ingredients of animal origin. One study was conducted by Gonzalez Vega and others, and she had two diets. First was a basal diet containing fish meal, corn, and corn germ, which contained no microbial phytase. And then another diet that was similar to this, except that it contained 500 units of microbial phytase. She presented findings for the apparent total tract digestibility of calcium, standardized total tract digestibility of calcium, and apparent total tract digestibility of phosphorus. And she observed an increase in the digestibility of each of these with the addition of 500 units of microbial phytase. Keep in mind that these ingredients of animal origin do not contain phytate. However, these ingredients, when in the stomach, combine with the phytate from the plant ingredients and therefore reduce performance can be observed even though phytate is not present in these ingredients. The digestibility of calcium may be improved by the addition of phytase with fish meal because the phytate from plant ingredients binds to the calcium in the fish meal when present in the stomach. So after this data, we have a couple of questions. First, what is the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium in the feed ingredients of animal origin, and how will the addition of microbial phytase impact the digestibility of calcium in animal proteins other than just fish meal? And therefore, the objective of the present study was to determine the effect of adding microbial phytase on the apparent and standardized total tract digestibility of calcium in meat and bone meal, meat meal, poultry byproduct meal, and poultry meal. To answer our objective, we used 72 barrels with initial body weight of 14.91 kilograms. There were nine experimental treatments. The first treatment was a calcium-free diet and was used to estimate the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium in these feed ingredients. And then we had four ingredients, the meat and bone meal, meat meal, poultry byproduct meal, and poultry meal, either in the absence of phytase or the addition of 500 units of microbial phytase. And each of these experimental diets was fed to eight replicate pigs per diet. In this experiment, pigs were individually housed in metabolism crates, and total feces were collected using the marker-to-marker -marker approach. Each period lasted a total of 12 days. The first five days served as the adaptation period to the environment and to the diet, and then on day six, an indigestible marker was added to the morning meal, 
And then on day 11, ferric oxide was included in the morning meal to indicate the ending of collection. For this experiment, we used the direct procedure and used the following equation to calculate the apparent total tract digestibility. Nutrient intake minus nutrient output divided by nutrient intake and multiplied by 100%. And standardized total tract digestibility was calculated as intake minus output with endogenous losses subtracted, divided by intake and again multiplied by 100%. Now I'd like to provide you with the analysis of the ingredients. Again, we have meat and bone meal, meat meal, poultry byproduct meal, and poultry meal. We can see here that these ingredients are a substantial source of protein. They contain between 50 and 75% crude protein. However, the ash content is quite high. Meat and bone meal and meat meal contain approximately 25% ash, and then the poultry byproduct meal and poultry meal contain about 13%, indicating that the mineral content of these ingredients is quite high. This is evident by the concentrations of calcium. Meat and bone meal and meat meal contain 8% calcium and then 3.6% in poultry byproduct meal and poultry meal at almost 4%. Phosphorus content is also quite high in these ingredients as meat and bone meal contains 4%, meat meal contains 2.96%, poultry byproduct meal contains 2.2%, and poultry meal contains 2.3%. Now I'd like to explain the composition of the diets. These were primarily corn and potato protein diets. However, you'll see that the corn concentration does vary a little bit as we wanted the concentration of phytate to be equal across all these diets. Also, these ingredients contained crude protein, and so potato protein was adjusted to keep the concentration of protein the same across all diets. Because calcium was supplied entirely by the test ingredient, the concentrations of meat and bone meal, meat meal, poultry byproduct meal, and poultry meal were different across the diets to provide the current requirement for calcium. And so we see that the test ingredient was included at 8.5, 8.4, 15.25, and 24.5% for each of the test ingredients. Monosodium phosphate also supplied some of the phosphorus to get at that requirement at 0.33 digestible phosphorus. The other components of this diet include cornstarch, soybean oil, salt, and vitamin and mineral premix. For the statistical analyses of this experiment, we use the mixed procedure of SAS. The model contained the fixed effects of ingredient, phytase, and that interaction between ingredient and phytase. Additionally, there was a random effect of block, and the experimental unit was the pig. Significance was observed when p-values were less than 0.05. Now I'd like to set up the slides for the results. The blue bar indicates the diet containing meat and bone meal. The red bar indicates the diet containing meat meal. The green bar indicates the diet containing poultry byproduct meal. And the purple bar indicates the diet containing poultry meal. Across the x-axis, you can see that I've displayed both in the absence of phytase and in the addition of 500 units of microbial phytase. First, I would like to provide you with the apparent total tract digestibility of calcium. And you can see that in the absence of phytase, the diet containing poultry byproduct meal was greater than the diet containing meat meal or meat and bone meal. However, in the presence of phytase, there was no difference for the digestibility of calcium among our dietary treatments. 
Next, I have the standardized total tract digestibility of calcium. And we see the same trend following here, where in the absence of phytase, the digestibility of calcium by pigs fed the poultry byproduct meal was greater than the pigs fed the diets containing meat and bone meal or meat meal. However, when phytase was added, there were no differences across our dietary treatments. Now I'd like to turn your attention to the apparent total tract digestibility of phosphorus in the diets. And in the absence of phytase, there are no differences across the dietary treatments. However, in the addition of microbial phytase, pigs-fed diets containing poultry byproduct meal had greater digestibility of phosphorus than pigs-fed diets containing meat meal. So previous work has demonstrated a significant increase in the digestibility of calcium when phytase was added to a diet containing fish meal, but that was not observed in the current study. However, concentrations of phytate were greater in that previous experiment compared to the present experiment. And ingredients of animal origin may provide a significant portion of the dietary calcium, and that calcium is highly digestible by growing pigs. Furthermore, the digestibility of calcium and phosphorus in meat and bone meal, meat meal, poultry byproduct meal, and poultry meal is not affected by the addition of microbial phytase at 500 units per kilogram. So the take-home message from this experiment is that the addition of microbial phytase did not affect the digestibility of calcium or phosphorus in ingredients of animal origin, and only small differences in the digestibility of calcium and phosphorus were observed among the four ingredients. I would like to acknowledge Darling Ingredients for providing those animal proteins, AB Vista for supporting this project, and if you'd like to see any more work by our lab, please visit our website at nutrition.ansi.illinois.edu. And thank you for listening to my presentation.